Sankarshan Joshi trip. Hello, Mr. Dattaraj Sandur, aka Dats. Welcome to a Sankarshan Joshi trip. Thank you so much for coming here. My pleasure. My pleasure, Sankarshan. So, what's up? How's life? So, actually, like every time, oh, my life is pretty fantastic because I'm I getting to that. talk to. amazing people like you and it's been a pretty amazing journey so far so whoever uh, comes to the podcast i actually ask them to themselves but for the first time i will make the introduction uh, so i think you are a really amazing father you are that kind of a person with whom i can have any sort of conversation with and uh, and i'm really uh, happy to have you here and i really admire you and i think uh, i wanted to introduce you like this this way as an amazing father as a as a amazing uh, knowledgeable person who can talk about anything and you have a really interesting perspective on spirituality and on different things which actually connects with me to be honest so it's it's a pleasure to have you here thank you so much for coming my pleasure <laughs> it's it's very important to be able to connect to the the next generation okay like for example <laughs> my son or my father so we should be in a position to connect with both the generations that's that's very important yeah that's very important because um, you have to have the wisdom of the older generation and you have to have the uh, the curiosity of the younger generation <laughs> this is this is what you know <laughs> this yes. drives me in a right path i say hmm? so yes i think that you have really put it out in a really amazing way because i think that our generation right like when i look around i keep saying this almost frequently on my uh, podcast that our generation is very curious like you said and they've become spiritually curious too like they want to uh, they want to know more about hinduism they want to know about like god in general they have so many questions and every time these uh, kids ask questions to their uh, to their parents and they don't have any answer they just say that no like we didn't question our parents and you're not supposed to ask questions to us because they don't really have an answer to any spiritual question that kids ask and uh... yeah you, you're right you're right even i have experienced something similar to that okay so so it's it's like this let's go uh, uh, let's go from the very basics of uh, what i am okay like uh, if i call myself uh, madhva a madhva brahmin which means that you know i have to have a basic understanding of what uh, madhva's teachings are okay and the very first and most important uh, teaching of uh, shri madacharya uh, is to ask questions mm-hmm. and uh, yeah he said that if you don't ask questions you're only just you know <laughs> trying to follow something you know you're you're just like a vegetable standing in the corner so <laughs> either people consume you <laughs> or you'll rot <laughs> yeah so i mean if if we stop asking questions you know we uh, we have uh, we should know that you know we are laying foundations for being stupid for the whole life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes i think these like, questions never end 
questions should never end so does the curiosity yeah so yes. the more curious we are the more questions we get about some things and the more we question about uh, what has been fed to us or what has been taught to us uh, what we have been following or what we have been practicing um, i think i think that leads us to the right uh, way i mean the whole life as they say um, as great people have said so far uh, the whole purpose of this life is to seek truth the ultimate truth and unless we ask a question a right question okay i'll i'll tell whether it is whether a question is right or wrong that's not very important but again <laughs> at least we should start yes. asking questions eh? yes. <laughs> yes. if if we don't ask questions you know we we tend to remain aloof and then we tend to follow and uh, unfortunately i would say very unfortunately in in the past few generations i'd say like you know not questioning uh, the beliefs and practices has actually made us more dumb yes i mean we we it have has, to we have to go into a path of wisdom we have to go we have to speak spirituality we have to seek ultimate truth it means that you know we have to start questioning there's a first first and essential uh, uh, you know uh, characteristic i would say of a person who wants to seek is to ask questions yes mm-hmm. i think growth comes from questioning and learning so you learn new things when you are curious and when you are curious you want to know everything that is around and you do that by asking questions and uh, imagine imagine they say you know people used to live for thousands of years let's assume that you know uh, yes people were living for thousands or hundreds of thousands of years long back yeah they were that healthy but we have very short life yeah yes uh, we have a very short life <laughs> me um you can say char din ki zindagi hai yeah so but you can um, it, it's like this char din ki zindagi either you want to lead a, a successful life or we want to lead a life where we are just seeking after pleasure and uh, i think uh, in my case uh, or rather in, in everyone's case uh, you know uh, should be not after seeking pleasure we get it okay yes we live for 100 years or less than 100 years maybe our life expectancy is just a few decades 60 or 70 years in this times and uh, it's very short for us right yes. it's a, it's very short for us for any kind of accomplishment uh, we cannot even compare ourselves to even the smallest life forms of those ages but now at least we have the uh, you know uh, we have a lot of resources that our previous generations didn't have yes for example True. today if you have a question you can immediately browse over the net without asking anyone and you can get the answers may not be all right answers but yes at least you know the way to go that can right? get you going in one direction yes, at least even yes yeah keeping the ball rolling is very important yeah yes and uh, i think uh, the other day i was reading uh, bhagavad gita written by paramahamsa yogananda so it is his interpretation and uh, he says that we are all sense driven so he says that there is a war war happening within that is kurukshetra on this dharmakshetra and we are fighting our evils every day inside our demons inside and that is the war according to him and uh, and i think that is so true and he also says that all the kaurava powers all the negative powers are uh, sense driven so each 
Kaurava character represents one emotion or one particular aspect of human life, which is more materialistic and which is more sense-driven. So he specifically says, uh, we are all sense-driven. We should be more of intelligent-driven than sense-driven. So it makes sense when you say we are all seeking pleasure and, uh, and that's the main focus of humanity, I think, these days. So the, the, the reality is like, you know, uh, like, for example, if you have uh, ever seen a robot working, it's like it, it takes all the stimulus from its own sense organs. Yeah? It has the sense of sight, sense of gravity, sense of, you know, proximity, sense of heat and all those things. So similarly, uh, the creator, whoever so it is, the creator who created us has given these five senses. Okay, and these are the five senses, uh, whether we use it in the right way or wrong way. Okay, what is right and what is wrong, you know, uh, let's leave that. But you know, these are the five senses which we have to keep open and make sure we get the right stimulus. You know, what's a stimulus and what's a response, yeah? So stimulus is what, gives us signals from the external world and the response is how we behave on it whether we churn that information and then use it in in what way we use that information yeah so these five senses are provided to us for many reasons yeah you have the sense of sight sense of touch sense of hearing sense of smell and sense of taste and uh, apart from this uh, uh, if I have read it correctly, uh, even the 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 mind is also conceived as a sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. it senses fears, it senses pleasure. Yeah, yes. so so for all the things that is whether external or internal stimulus, we know these are the sense organs. Okay, which uh, you know uh, helps to drive in the right or wrong directions. Now. That's what it says, you know, in, in many of the uh, places you may have read, like, you know, Arjuna and uh, Krishna, for example, when Krishna was driving the horses, uh, the chariot for Arjuna, and it said that, you know, uh, Krishna is actually driving his senses. Yeah? It's, it's a symbolic uh, way of, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, it, it's a symbolic representation of the philosophy there. It says like, if, if, uh, if, it's driven in a spiritually right way, okay? Uh, it said in this particular context, it's called the Krishna consciousness or the, yes. or the, uh, uh, the uh, what do you call consciousness. It? Yeah, some kind of consciousness or so spiritually being awake, okay? Uh, understanding the real sense of what's going on around us and what's, uh, what needs to happen. This kind of consciousness, self-awareness, if these are driven by, uh, you know, the, the uh, if, if this drives our senses, then probably we are going in the right direction. And Krishna proved it in Mahabharata that, you know, he has Arjuna, uh, he has driven Arjuna in the right way, yeah? in the right direction. Yes. I mean, there, there, there's so many ways to interpret. They say, you know, um, <laughs> Yes. You have, they say you have 100 or odd different interpretations of Mahabharata, okay? And everyone has his own interpretation. Everyone understands it differently, yeah? The one that we discussed was just part of a, a tiny fraction of uh, what yes. people have conceived so far. Yeah? I think that's the whole point. I think that uh, uh, spiritual journey, it's very personal and it's very individualistic. 
it's never mass oriented it's not uh, it's not something that people they people in the masses follow to go to that destination because it happens inside right and also i think that we are the species who are given so many senses yet we are disabled so in a sense we we, we have eyes but we can't see the truth it's like this we have eyes we have eyes and then we wear black shades on them <laughs> <laughs> exactly right like we have i think that we have so many senses to distract us from actually going um somewhere like i think that that's exactly what what is happening because the other day uh, on my uh, a previous trip which is episodes <laughs> so i i call it trip because it is a journey that i'm going through like me talking with you there is a certain amount of experience that is happening with me and i and i call that journey so i call like each episodes trips and i actually mean it so i was talking about how um uh, N- n- nothing makes sense so i was talking about like how uh, that was my uh, thinking out loud session where i was just thinking out loud on how we uh, we are all given so many things with respect to senses with with respect to like touch we can see we can taste but what is the point of all this <laughs> well um i w- i would uh, see um when you said that we are going in a uh, we are going directionless when you say that you know we have the we have all the senses but what's the point we are going in a wrong direction but uh, understand this point that you know everyone has his own way of exploring the world there is no fixed path yes okay? yes there's yeah. no fixed path like uh, um, in when they say akashat patitam toyam yatha gachati sagaram sarve deva namaskaraha keshavam pratigachati it says like in a nutshell it says like you know the waters flow the waters the holy rivers they all flow in a direction in different directions okay ganga flows from north to south or north to east godavari flows from you know west to east narmada flows from east to west no matter what some rivers flow from south to north some from north to south no matter which direction they flow ultimately they reach the one and only one mighty ocean that's it <laughs> so no matter which path you are taking no matter what you believe what you practice no matter what you understand ultimately we have uh, we have a destination that we need to reach and we have, we chart our own paths now in this process someone may have somehow uh, you know wandered across the woods <laughs> okay <laughs> someone may have taken a very dirty path someone may have taken a really highway but again i would say yeah unless you're unless you go directionless for some time unless you wander about okay in in dark forest you actually uh, not appreciate what is the right thing or what is the bad thing okay only when you get lost in the woods you try to find the right path yeah yes. and only when you try to find the right path you'll find the right directions and someone will be able to help you and that's what uh, they call a guru a guru is not a person who will take you to the destination but a person who would say ah i think you should travel that direction just try there because i have been there so just go to that direction and then maybe maybe after some time you'll say ah fine i got my own path i'll lead or 
maybe you just follow the guru's direction and then get to a path which is which has been more prevalent more commonly followed yeah so that that's how it happens i mean uh, the point is yes maybe we may think that you no know, we are uh, sometimes we feel directionless sometimes we are not using our senses to in the right direction or sometimes we are uh, we are not actually trying to understand uh, things as they are but uh, it's all part of the lessons it's all part of yes. the I the process so too. yes yes and also it's not about uh, right or wrong it's not about being in the right direction or wrong direction i think that whatever direction you are in it is your journey and you are at a certain stage of your journey and you're going to reach somewhere and and nobody else is going to know or feel or learn whatever he is going to learn and i think uh, lost in the woods i think uh, we can use that to uh, as a reference to say that sometimes people feel like they don't know what is happening in life like they are at a crisis so maybe this like lost in the woods could be used as a reference to that state when i think that when you are in crisis right like we feel like i've seen so many people feel around me and even i see my parents like if at all something wrong happens that shakes people like they that will question everything that they have done so far like if they have put in their heart soul into one thing like for example let's say um, if someone wanted to be a doctor and they were very passionate about it and they put in heart and soul into preparing for that exam and then when they write the exam and they don't clear it like everything comes down to a point like does like nothing actually matters at that point the like whole, nothing makes the whole sense the earth is shaken and the sky has yes. fallen the the woods in fire <laughs> everything is drowned yes, yes. not huh? yeah like it's the <laughs> most confused state yeah yeah see um, uh, here comes uh, the mighty shiva yeah you know um, uh, shiva is the mightiest form okay that we we all worship now if if i if, uh, uh, when you think of uh, the holy figure of shiva yeah shiva you know shiva right yes he also most, another uh, he's a, he, he represents destruction right uh, well well i i i just want to make a small correction there uh, i okay. uh, back to differ on that okay. it's like this he does not represent destruction okay he's he's i would consider out of so many different meanings uh, people might have given to uh, lord shiva uh, i have found a meaning which is uh, more connected to our conversation okay um imagine uh, let us let's walk ourselves through the 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 figure the icon the iconic figure of uh, shiva what you see in a typical photograph of a shiva how do you how do you see he is represented uh we see uh, a trishul we see the trident that he carries and uh, he he always sits in a meditation uh, posture meditative state and uh, his hair is tied his hair is tied and uh, uh he he has a leopard skin mat if i'm not wrong i'm trying to recollect i'm trying to recollect things yes, yes, uh, yes. and uh, he's uh, 
it's a testimony to your curiosity okay to your observation <laughs> skills <laughs> yes i uh, he also has a venom in his throat represent a, a bluish or, or a different hue color on the photograph yeah. and he's generally blue in shade like his skin tone is blue mm. uh that is it i guess okay i, I could keep this adding to cool details start. but i think this this is something concrete yeah. like yeah definitely you have seen so many things uh, so many different uh, you know characteristics features in his icon but let me walk you through top to bottom yes okay. please so uh you have let us describe the figure of lord shiva like this uh he is represented dark okay hmm. dark sometimes uh, we see him a black image or bluish black image yes uh, on the darker okay. shade yes yes on, on a very dark side and uh, he has uh, tight locks hmm. locks on his hair yeah yes yes curled and completely locked and uh, on his tight locks on his on his head you find uh, uh, a crescent he's yes. wearing a moon a crescent shaped moon uh, brightly lit and uh, you find also ganga yes the yes. holy river ganga on his head okay and uh, as we move down on his forehead you see a third eye yes he also has two that. normal yes. eyes Yes. Okay. He also has two normal eyes and a third eye. Then, as you go down towards his neck, as you have definitely observed, uh, you know there is a bluish mark on his throat. Okay, and uh, he also wears a lot of snakes. A yes. Cobra. You know, uh, he has a necklace of cobra on his. Uh, you know, and he also wears cobras on his elbows and wrists, and sometimes even. you know uh, on his uh, waist and other things then as as we still go on as we observe his body you know um, you find his body is covered in ashes yeah ashes yes. of the burnt dead bodies okay then uh, his bare his chest is bare yes and uh, he's uh, wearing as you said uh, animal skin let's say gajja charma okay when say gajja sharma it means like the skin of an elephant or just take any wild animal and he's sitting on a leopard or tiger skin yeah he's sitting in a in a yoga mudra in a he's doing dhyana and uh, imagine he has four hands okay in one hand as you said he has a trident or we call the trishula is a very sharp object sharp metallic object then in one hand uh, he has you know um uh uh mudra just like this yeah yes yes then he also has his one hand uh, uh, on a on a on a rest on a wooden rest yes so this is how it's depicted apart from this uh, he's also shown sitting in you know uh, either in a snow clad mountain like kailas yes yes yeah yes or he's also shown sitting in uh, smashana yeah the the burial ground yes grave so so what does all this represent how do we interpret this symbol of shiva 
do we really uh, uh, i mean if if you if you observe this uh, sometimes you find uh, you'll feel scared sometimes you feel you know uh, uh, very unauspicious yeah he's sitting in the burial ground he's wearing the ashes of the dead and all these things why why do we have to represent shiva in this way if if you if you give a thought on this it's like this uh, okay now you're uh, close to complete your engineering course so let me ask you one question uh, what kind of fears do you have do you fear about something yes i do uh, i have fear of heights i have that phobia and uh, uh a general fear is not being able to uh, like make something out of myself and not being able to afford things yeah like like that's one of my fear and uh, yes i think i have a fear of uh, getting lost yes i think i do have that uh-huh. okay so let me summarize the fears that you have okay you have two kinds of fears and everyone has two kinds of fears if you classify them at a very high level the very abstract way of classifying fears is like this you have uh, everyone has a fear of losing something yes fear of unknown yes right if someone is uh, uh, you know someone fears someone has the uh, you know vertigo like you know cannot uh, he or she cannot uh, stand on the top of a mountain or of a cliff and look down so it's 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 something bad happens to him or her because they they have that phobia someone is afraid of the dark okay someone is afraid of uh, poisonous creatures someone is afraid of failure Someone oh yes i'm scared a... of scorpion though yes i am yes, scared of, of scorpions yes of course <laughs> everyone is <laughs> okay so uh, uh, we're also feared of diseases that's the reason why we wear masks these days yeah yes we're also afraid of uh, you know we're even afraid of mosquitoes are we aren't we yes so we're afraid of bad people around us we're afraid of being alone yes the list the list is endless the list is endless we have lot of fears and True. if you classify them as i said before you have either the fear of losing something or the fear of unknown yeah something which you don't know yes it's just in your minds you cannot even sometimes there are fears that you cannot express in words yes you yeah? can't articulate them yes to someone has the fear of losing a job someone has a fear of losing a near and dear one someone has a fear of losing his own life so there are many fears that we uh, uh, cultivate in our minds i'm i'm just stressing upon that we cultivate fears in our minds because fear is something which is there in here yes. not anywhere else yeah like how you feel love how you feel uh, uh, how you uh, feel you know satisfaction contentment and all these things fear is also an emotion out of nine uh, main kind of emotions that we humans express fear is one of them yes and as i said fear stays more more in your mind than anywhere else yeah and believe me uh, unless the, the same person you know in different circumstances fears about something or does not fear about something okay 
For example, the same human being is fear, is afraid of Python, but again, he may be in a in, in a different circumstance. He may actually be taming a cobra. He may be even, you know, playing with a cobra. If a cobra not... tries to attack his child or something, then he might rescue, uh, yeah. just to rescue his kid. Like he might face the cobra or something like that. Maybe maybe the sight of python, a very large python, uh, you know, scares the shit out of him. But on the other hand, you know, he was sleeping. He was completely uh, unaware of what's going on around him, and there were two cobras <laughs> just playing around him. Yeah, and he he didn't even know because he was sleeping. So the fear is what we cultivate in our minds. You know, the, true, what true. we what we cultivate in our uh, minds, consciously or subconsciously, and then we we think that it might cause some trouble to us. Okay, so having said this. If you closely observe the icon of Shiva, he's first of all living in very adverse conditions. Okay, mm-hmm. he's you you know you know in in a snow-clad mountain like Kailas or Himalayas, not a blade of grass grows. Yeah, so you cannot expect good food or good amount of drinking water either because it's it's all snow. You cannot drink water. Yes, you won't have proper amount of air to breathe. There is no much oxygen. You see, the, the people who, the the mountaineers who climb uh, Kailas and other mountains, they wear oxygen cylinders. Yeah. Yes. Why? Because the oxygen level is very low at such an elevation. So, which means Shiva is first of all living in very adverse conditions. He's trying to show you that you know one kind of risk that is cultivating your fear is being. in an adverse condition like that people you see humanity lives in the desert humanity is living uh, even in remotest islands on this earth humanity is also living in antarctica humanity is living in sahara desert okay it's not you know conducive for life but still humanity progresses there yeah yes today if i think about living in such a condition just imagine i i call you and then say okay sankarshan for the next one month you don't have internet you don't have any kind of connectivity whatsoever whether it is phone or internet or cable connection nothing your smartphone is going to be dead for the next one month are you are you not going to run crazy around <laughs> isn't it yes maybe yes Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that you know, uh, not just you. you yeah, know, in 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 general, like it. Yeah, yeah. In general, today we're so dependent on the crazy. network. Yeah, yeah. We're so dependent on the network, and one snap in my uh, in my neighborhood, you know, one snap of the network cable causes me tremendous amount of trouble throughout the day. I, I fear that you know, every time there's a network problem, I'm losing precious man hours per day. that's a kind of fear yeah we True. we yes. should understand yes. adversity is part of human life this is one thing on the other hand you know uh, shiva is shown mostly alone yeah he shown he shown to be sitting alone in a smashana in a burial ground yes he is sitting in the dark alone wow what does it represent there uh-huh. it's like there are many aspects uh, you know uh, due to which in life even when one is surrounded by all his own people all his own friends 
he would still sometimes feel alone due to some kind of adversity due to some kind of bad thing happening around him or inside him true imagine how Can many how many how many celebrities uh, have committed suicide they are having the, the whole world at their feet they enjoy the most the, the better amenities in their life that we cannot even imagine in our lifetimes but still how how uh, how pity is that they feel alone yes or no do you agree with this i definitely agree with you so it, it happens with everyone sometimes you feel alone not that you are physically alone you you have a whole family but still you feel alone because someone is not understanding your feelings someone is not able to understand your thoughts yeah yes so, shiva sitting alone in such a place represents the fear of being alone yeah it's it's a kind of adverse condition one has to face again okay so <laughs> third important thing third important thing about uh, how his icon is represented so he's shown wearing uh, you know animal skin they say gaja charma the elephant skin he's sitting on the leopard skin he's wearing cobras <laughs> dangerous for life you yeah every every human being every creature on this earth has some kind of dangers around yeah um, life threatening uh, dangers life threatening. like yes if you are living in wildlife predators predators yes yeah. you're absolutely right now just you know uh, compare that with the the competitive world that you're facing yeah the the tough competition that you're facing and you know uh, the kind of uh, challenges one is posed with so for example assume a corporate employee okay what kind of challenges he may be facing throughout his lifetime it's not the challenge of uh, learning new things or forgetting new things no that's not the way it is the challenges are about the competition how he is facing the competition how he is facing the cutthroat politics happening around him and also you know, it comes down to surviving also right like when it comes to yes. competition we uh, we human beings right now are the most intelligent species on the planet right now and we have we have power so we are dictating and we are being competition to other species hence we are the predators here and over the uh, if, if we look back uh, when we were cavemen then we had attack coming from any direction so competition has always remained the same yes competition sorry. has always been like that okay and you'll find predators everywhere not just yes. in the jungle this yeah, is that's the point important. i wanted to make yes yes please yeah. continue i can't wait the, to no no I'm, i'm just trying to uh, make a point here that yes whether you are an employee or a businessman or a politician okay or a leader of masses or anyone or just a farmer or a peasant or a mechanic no matter what you do you still face a cutthroat competition you still have to face predators you have to find your survival instincts you have to find the right tools and techniques in order to make yourself capable enough to face the severe challenges thrown and, and survive. to survive yes and to win the race yeah so 
these these are the things these are the kind of things the risks that are posing to us you know that is depicted in shiva's image one is adverse living conditions adverse people around you you know the dangers at every step of one's life and all these things yeah now what does shiva do then what what is he advising us through his image yeah what what is he saying that yeah everyone has fears yes this is fine everyone accepts this now how are we going to face this that's exactly the point made by shiva's image yeah and If also you... the state that he is sitting in considering all the adversities around he yes. he has always his eyes closed and he always calm and is always peaceful yes i'm like coming to this posture yes 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 i'm coming to that that's the first and foremost point he's trying to show us by his figure so uh, you see um, uh, in 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 uh, you know scriptures it said that you know shiva is manoniyamaka you know what's a manoniyamaka no manas is the sixth sense the the sense of intuition the sense of you know uh, the sense which is supreme to every other sense organs that we have manas or the mind where we are very thoughtful yeah. we we uh, you know without having any language or script we are able to think about something without we are able to uh, decide our response to something we are dis- you know this is this is the mind this is the whole world inside everyone's head so shiva is considered uh, as a manoniyamaka niyamaka means the person who directs and controls the mind okay mm. it's it's not don't take it literally that you know there is there is a person called shiva who is sitting in the kailash and then trying to control our minds so don't think that literally okay just try to understand let's be rational about why our ancestors might have given us this kind of clues why what they try to communicate us through this holy pictures as we say yeah so having said that shiva is the uh, manoniyamaka is he clearly says that you know all the fears are residing in your mind okay the fear is in your mind the fear of losing something or fear of unknown yeah so these fears have to be conquered in order to make sure we progress progress on whatever path you may choose you have to progress yeah the whole world has to keep moving and shiva is giving us the best lessons in management by <laughs> you know by just sitting in that unique form that no one can show us yeah <laughs> yes so, so first of all he's saying that you know uh, it is the fear of fear in the mind that has to be controlled to accomplish anything unless you accomplish unless you get over your fears nothing dar ke aage jeet hai this is what they say right dar ke aage jeet hai which means you know <laughs> you have to get out of your fear you have to control your fears before you accomplish anything so uh this mind this mind which has a lot of fears okay uh, has been since long represented uh, to be influenced by moon okay the moon is said oh. to be influencing psychology yeah uh, whether whether any further research will continue in this or not whether something is really uh, uh, proven or not let's go with this point yeah let's not uh, disregard the existence of this yeah we know that moon influences uh, human psychology okay come on just imagine a full moon can you know cause 
tremendous amount of tides on this earth so why mm-hmm. can't it influence the tiny mind size yeah yes <laughs> it can it, it can it can so, it has a potential yes just just because we don't know about it yet does not mean we disregard yeah True. it could be something which will come to know in future so let's go with this and the moon has been represented through ages as uh, you know the the celestial object which influences human psychology which means that if i'm controlling what is controlling my fear then probably i can uh, you know uh, overcome my fears right <laughs> it's it's not that you are controlling your moon it says that you know accept gracefully that fears will be there everyone has fears wear it on your crown the moon is representing the whole uh, you know uh, the power to control your psychology control one's fears or emotions so wear it gracefully accept that you know people have fears accept everyone has fears wear it gracefully don't be shy of it yeah so wow. this is this is one accept this is one uh, aspect of uh, his wearing the moon yeah on the other hand you also find you know ganga residing on his head <laughs> i mean you cannot imagine in daily life a person wearing a river on his head yeah but why this <laughs> unique why why this unique feature in shiva's uh, icon it's because like when a person when a creature is in fear it can you know disturb him a lot okay mm-hmm. psychologically a fearful person is a, a person who fears uh, a lot will be disturbed psychologically yeah he he'll, he can take any kind of uh, uh, irrational actions he can decide anything bad yeah so unless you keep your head cool yeah oh. he's, he's saying keep the head cool which means that you know the very first step uh, if we recollect what we discussed it's like very first step is accept that you have fears the second step is keep yourself cool yeah understand it's everyone if one has fears he is not unique to anyone he is just a common man he is just a common creature on this world every creature has fear that's what he's representing he says just don't don't act irrationally when it comes to handling your fears just be normal just stay normal yeah try to and stay calm yes yes this is this is very important to stay calm when you're in deep shit <laughs> 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 okay so we all make mistakes we all make mistakes and then you know sometimes when we are uh, when we fear about something we we try to react uh in a situation in a in a way we try to react in a way which is not normal which is not called for which is yeah. completely yes. out of context and then we actually cause more troubles to ourselves than you know solving the problem it is when the fear is driving the action so yeah yes no action or no decision should be driven by emotions they say and emotion one of the emotions is fear fear is the strongest emotion i would say absolutely yes and if your decisions or if your actions are governed or directed by fear then definitely the decision is wrong okay mm. we may not realize that immediately but in a long run we are going to repent on that so shiva says by wearing ganga on his head he says look keep your head cool don't worry fear is normal okay sabko darna hai <laughs> okay the second uh, important aspect of wearing ganga is uh, is very beautiful 
it says uh, ganga is the purest river on earth not that it's pure anymore not from you know uh, the physical perspective, physical perspective yes but ganga has since millennia been revered to as the purest river and you know in many puranas they say ganga is uh, has descended down upon earth uh, all the way from uh, the almighty okay. all the way through the heaven not from the heaven through the heaven the original source of it was you know uh, uh, lord vishnu's you know uh, 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 the first toe the, the toes of lord vishnu he has uh, she has descended from that place okay which means if whether you believe it or not okay whether we scientifically accept that fact or not okay let's understand the 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 thought behind that the connotation uh, of what it is. yes yes in in essence we consider that you know shiva is wearing ganga which is considered the holiest beautiful the coolest river on earth okay so what does this represent someone may say ha thames is cool not ganga someone may say ha river mississippi is cool <laughs> not ganga okay it's fine but the, the 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 context in which i'm talking about this here is it's like when you're wearing a pure thing on your head it means that you know it, it is equal to saying that you know at times of adversities at times when you are uh, feeling alone or feeling fearful about anything or anyone you should first of all know the very first step to conquer this fear is to have pure intentions okay mm-hmm. unless you have pure intentions unless you have pure thoughts um, your actions will not be pure yeah yes whatever you do whatever action one does uh, if it has no good intentions behind it then in a long run shortly or later it's going to come back to us yeah so make sure whether you fear something or not whether you are in a happy mood or a bad mood or whether you are enjoying your life or not enjoying your life let the intentions always be clear crystal clear like the ganga water let the intentions be pure let the thoughts be holy okay let you have only positive thoughts in your mind okay that's that's very important as a first step to conquer fear wow. that's why ganga is in his head yeah <laughs> it it's it's amazing how how beautifully our ancestors have uh, uh, preserved the knowledge yeah preserved uh, the knowledge and tried to uh, transfer from one generation to another this way you don't have to speak a language you just have to see and understand what it is yeah yes <laughs> so, so that that's the reason why he has one ganga on his head someone say why not in his water yeah why not in his kamandal yeah it's fine forget it your emotions are not in your hands it's emo- it's here the fear is here right <laughs> that's the reason why ganga has for the right spot on his head <laughs> yeah the third important point there i would make the link it's it's like this uh ganga is locked yeah it's coming out of it okay it's locked in his in in the hair okay now what does this represent the the locks the tight locks of hair on his head okay they are they are woven very tight what does it mean it's like it's a complex thing the emotions in a man's mind they are very complex no one can understand except the own person okay sometimes we don't even understand our own fear we are not able to express yeah. our own fears 
the, the complication is represented by the uh, you know uh, by the locks of hair on his head he says no matter how complicated your emotions are no matter how complicated the situation is accept gracefully that you have a problem understand that you know you have to control your fear by having a cool mind okay and pure thoughts and intentions this is the first part on his head okay this is this is just a <laughs> fraction of what he is representing because i told you he is the greatest management guru i would ever say <laughs> so 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 just going down okay you see that he has two eyes like he shown to have two eyes like normal human beings and he also has a third eye in his forehead just above these two eyes he is representing that look yeah you have everyone says when you are in okay let us go with an example suppose you are in a dark forest what are your main senses that uh, drive you through uh, suppose in a dark jungle touch, there's no light uh touch sound you're walking you're walking yes. you're walking in the jungle and then what's 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 very important to you there being in a dark jungle uh i think sound like if something's approaching closer like i would pay more attention to what's coming close and if i cannot see then i'll try to see like i'll I, i'll try to uh, focus and then see yeah nice so 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 when we are uh, directionless when we don't know much about anything happening around us when we don't know what exactly is causing trouble to us shiva says seek with the third eye what it means is look you you got normal senses okay you got two eyes two ears two nose yeah two nostrils a very big tongue a very powerful muscle in your body <laughs> and a sense <laughs> of touch the largest organ in your body is your skin yeah yes. so so the sense of touch now, apart from this he says there is something called the intuition okay mm. your mind the, the greatest sense organ of all the sixth sense it can sense fear it can sense what's going around what is lurking behind you or someone okay so it's like this when you're in dark world you need to be aware of yourself where you are you need to know the directions are you heading east north south whatever you need to know you need to keep your senses open you need to keep your ears open you need to keep your eyes open though you're not able to see anything in the dark but not literally dark okay it means that keep your senses open keep your ears open keep your eyes open understand that there is more than you can perceive with your normal senses there's there's more that you can see or sense by your normal senses okay so <laughs> they say that you know where we know very less than what we actually think we know Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> you just cannot believe everything that you see. Yeah, you just cannot believe. Absolutely, can't agree more. Yeah, true. Yeah, you can you can taste something as sweet, but is it really sugar that you are sensing it as a sweet thing? No, it could be saccharine. So <laughs> <laughs> we may be deceiving ourselves by just believing on what uh, normally we think we understand or we know. True, but he says. with a special sensory organ he says you know everyone they say everyone has a third eye 
it's not the the physical eye on anyone's forehead it's the um, it, it's the uh, what do you call a knowledge based rational it's when you say an eye opener yeah when you say an eye opener it's something that you didn't know yeah for so long and you suddenly know and you have a paradigm shift about what you understand yeah mm. that kind of knowledge is very essential we need to keep our senses open that's what he's saying there if normally in in some stories you'll see oh he opened his third eye and then he caused all the destruction no that's not true <laughs> and he says when you say you open the third eye it means that you know better than you knew before mm. okay it's like having a having an extra player in the field that's like it yeah so that's what is represented by the third eye and, and also someone... when uh, like your senses might be deceiving sometimes but maybe like whatever you have said so far like the third eye could represent uh, whatever it represents it, sh- it 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 might uh, direct us where the senses fail so possibly yeah so so having said that again you know uh, as we look down upon uh, like he wore moon graciously saying that everyone has fear he also has a blue throat which represents that you know in the stories if you go by the stories it says that you know he drank a drop of poison came that came out of samudra mathana you know the the cosmic journey of oceans yeah. now if you remember when we initiated this discussion you said you know all the thoughts on your in our minds yeah we have positive and negative thoughts we have a lot of different emotions that either keep us happy or sad yeah feel confident or feel fearful about something so these are the thoughts that keep you know churning in our minds and then at times at times uh we have to accept our mistakes yeah we have to accept our mistakes gracefully and uh, during any kind of discussions okay when when people with opposing views discuss for some time there's a lot of friction that is caused that kind of discussion is represented by the uh, in the samudra mathana where on one side you have the uh, suras or the deities on the other side you have rakshasas or the asuras okay it's it's not that one Negative is good and one is bad. okay yeah it's it's not that one is good or one is bad it's just that you know you have two opposing views of a subject matter and then people try to drag the you know uh, uh, the, the serpent and try to churn the ocean it it only represents that you know look during this you have to have efforts okay to convince each other to try to find a midway a path where we can say we can jointly agree but there are many times where you won't during that heated debate during that Uh, friction causing you know arguments the very first thing that came out of uh, samudra mathana was poison and she would drank it what does this this whole thing represent it's like this in in the churning of emotions we do something good or something bad we think something good something bad uh, good and evil and all these things and in this process bad things will eventually happen okay bad things will eventually happen it's it's a life threatening thing sometimes sometimes you may be risking losing your job because of a bad decision that you did that you took it could be some kind of you know uh, 
because you are not able to secure your house someone someone came in and then stole everything every valuable that you had in 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 our pursuit where we do some good or bad things decide good or bad something bad is definitely going to happen not always he is saying that don't always expect a, an outcome which is favorable to you okay he says accept gracefully that you know things may may or may not turn out in your favor Oof. but in both the cases whether it is good or bad accept that hit me so hard i'm not i'm, I'm not even kidding that hit me so hard because in the conflict of emotions poison comes out like that is that has been running in my head like constantly from when you started explaining this whole thing in a conflict of emotion or when in a conflict of two opposite forces poison comes out and shiva drinking the poison is that he is gracefully accepting the output of whatever has happened there yes <laughs> wow is saying whether whether uh, the output or the uh, repercussions of any kind of decisions or thoughtful process that happens people have to accept it owning their decision yeah owning the decisions yes shiva decided to drink the poison he decided for himself and you have to be responsible for your actions okay and he didn't drink it whole yeah he it just stuck here that's it he's saying that look whether the outcome is positive or negative or neutral don't worry about it accept the results gracefully and move ahead okay make sure if if it is risky cut it short he's not saying that you know don't accept the mistakes he's saying accept the mistakes and make sure it does not go further that means you're not doing such kind don't of don't let again. it consume you like yes. for a <laughs> it just makes sense it just made sense to me that like when you accept the outcome regardless of whatever it is if it is a poison don't let that consume you so when and consume you and kill you like if if a negative output has come don't let that negative emotion consume you and kill you that way yeah. there is no progress wow he is simply saying that he is simply saying that you know the outcome of any of our actions or thought processes or decisions okay that we make can be positive or negative and it's very humane sometimes you know we we fear the outcomes of it he says never fear about the outcomes because the outcome is because of what you did yeah and you have to accept your mistakes if it is a mistake if it is a bad outcome you have to accept your mistakes if it is a good outcome okay don't be very you know uh, no don't let that also consume you <laughs> yes yes so the outcome of that is very important you know he's he's being unemotional there yeah he's saying that you know whether it is very happy or being very sad don't let it consume you yeah. don't don't uh, you overpower that not that it overpowers you yeah so he's saying if due to any kind of decisions anything bad happens limit mitigate the risk mitigate the out, mitigate the bad outcome to the extent possible that you still survive yeah so we don't be uh, uh, don't fear making mistakes at whatever you do yeah people have to make mistakes to learn but again don't make mistakes a habit that's what he's showing by restricting the poison just yeah. to its throat and not letting it go down yeah 
to a large so, extent uh, output of a certain action has always determined the process of humanity like to be honest so uh, uh, let me tr- tr- try to make sense here so in order to uh, so people go to work because they are getting a handful of money so that outcome is determining them uh, determining their action determining their whole process and putting it in a perspective of what you are saying when it comes to fears or of being afraid of a certain outcome or that sh- might determine someone's action to a large extent like one of my friend uh, who who loved singing uh, was scared to perform on stage because uh, like that fear didn't let him do that for a really long time so like it makes sense like whatever you're saying and that outcome has determined a lot of like a fear of something happening might have stopped people from doing that yes. since when you say we need to accept it gracefully and 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 keep doing what we are doing yes this is this is very important for us you know uh, because every step we are managing something yeah you don't have to be a project manager to manage something even a librarian is managing the library yeah yeah we are all managing adobe is managing the laundry so they are all managing so any step in our life we are managing something or the other or we are managing ourselves so in this process risks happen fears happen there could be right or wrong outputs you know it's for our betterment yeah if we come to know something is right yeah we continue further if we know something is wrong we have to change the course of our action we have to change what we have been doing yeah that that's how humanity has survived so far yes. so this is what is represented by the you know uh, by the, the poison, poison in the throat thing there yeah but other than again as you said one of your friend was you know uh, uh, he had that phobia of standing on the stage and singing in front of a of an audience yeah uh, it, it's like this in spite of whatever you do in spite of whatever uh, skills you possess whatever talents you may show uh, sometimes it's very difficult that you know uh, you face it yeah it, it's like this you know you have a very good english you can speak in a very good language you can have the best words that you can uh, uh, tell anyone but when it comes to standing on the stage and speaking in front of say 100 people <laughs> maybe he's losing his shit here the fear is dictating his actions and yes yes and as as we as we thought before shiva is representing he's saying that look fear is here not anywhere else so so let's let's face it okay and when he is wearing the cobra on his neck already the neck has poison he has stuck the poison there he is not let the poison get into his body fully and then he is also wearing a cobra now what does this mean he says just because an outcome of one decision was very bad does not mean you should stop making decisions yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah you made a mistake suppose you're lo- you're uh, learning to drive a car and you hit someone okay not that you really hit someone or you may even crashed your car onto a wall or a fence or a gate something bad happened does that mean does that stop you from trying to learn to drive that car should it stop you 
should it so stop you from trying to say uh, that like even after we did a certain mistake um couldn't be ashamed of doing another stupid mistake like is that what you're trying to say it's it's like uh whether you your mistake was stupid or not whether your actions were correct or not uh we should not stop we should continue doing what is good okay suppose uh, you took one bad decision and then that that really caused you a lot of trouble so when i say don't stop moving it means that it does not mean that you should take the same decision again okay it means that you know you have to correct your course so what did you what did you do when he found a snake that to he is in a lonely place he is sitting in all alone and then he found a cobra a very poisonous cobra what did he do he just tied it around his neck he just facing it without fear without fear of failure he is just facing it he just he just made it his ornament means taking risks wearing the uh, the cobra around someone's neck is actually like having a great appetite for risk yeah and embracing it and and, and yes. embracing it yeah embracing the fear embracing the danger okay without the fear of consequences and taking the right step forward that is very important yeah just embracing the fear does not solve it you have to have the right step in order to make sure that you are not at risk this is very important a very uh, this is all about the risk management in projects yeah when we say the project is at risk that means there is something some factor which is influencing the project in a very bad way and then someone needs to control that not that you can turn your back on that you have to face it as a project manager one has to face it and make sure the effects of that risk is mitigated understand mm-hmm. here the risk will always be there that's what shiva is saying but what you do with that risk depends on you on your emotions Yeah. so we have to embrace the risks we know that risks will not be over you will have risks everywhere every time in your life but we have to face it without the fear of consequences and in a right way okay and if we make mistakes correct the course of action do something else but never stop yourself never stop attempting yeah from doing Suppose something because you might fail at it or yeah. yes yes and he's again saying look not just once i have cobra here i have cobra on my wrist on my you know and everywhere i have cobra everywhere <laughs> so he's saying just don't stop at the attempt number 1 okay so that's what he's trying to communicate to us now as you go down further so there's too much of things huh <laughs> so, <laughs> so 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 as you go down further so uh, look at his uh, arms look at his four arms yeah so as we said uh, his one arm is showing the avaya mudra he's saying peace okay um shiva is also known as shankara yeah yes. shankara okay um, i have a very limited knowledge of sanskrit but from what i have understood from several people is like shankara is is a compound word okay compound word like two words joined together to form a meaningful third word so it says sham means uh, you know peaceful sham means peaceful kara means you know doing 
okay it, it means shankara shankara means you know it says the one that gives peace that creates peace okay 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 so what is he implying with that he says no matter what your worries are no matter what kind of disgraceful situation one is in ensure you know assure yourself that you know once you follow what i'm communicating to you through my figure peace is guaranteed okay so you'll definitely come out of he's he's showing you everyone can come out of the fear everyone can come out of the danger or riskful situations provided he takes the right actions he understands you know what to do when to do and how to do yeah this is what he's trying to communicate with his abhay mudra this is abhay mudra okay so another hand he has a kamandala okay you know you know kamandala you can just think of a, a small cup okay a small cup full of water what what is it representing he says accept what you have don't don't worry too much about what you don't have just accept what you have and try to make the best use of it he has only that kamandala he has nothing else there he is sitting in a deep jungle or in kailas where nothing grows nothing can be you cannot see a single soul even for thousands of kilometers out of that place yeah so but still he is accepting the situation he is sitting there accepting that this is what he has the kamandala is what he has okay oh. so so he's saying you know you know like you now uh, we fear losing a lot of things yeah we fear losing money we fear losing you know fame name and fame we fear losing prestige we fear losing our dear ones but ultimately you have nothing to fear there's nothing that you are losing this is what he's saying yeah this is this is none of it is yours yeah none of it none of what you have is yours just you're there to uh, use it for some time as long Experience as you experience it yes and then move on don't don't try to uh, uh, stick don't around don't dwell on well. it yeah yeah don't don't try to uh, uh, be very attached to uh, what you don't have just be happy with what you have hmm? uh, the third hand he has a rudraksha he has a rudraksha mala he also wears a rudraksha mala and then he also has in his hand the rudraksha so this is this is very important yeah this is very important for us to know what does that rudraksha represent rudraksha uh, no matter what theories people propose it's one simple thing that i find is very very helpful it says take baby steps mm. you you understand what i'm saying it's like <laughs> <laughs> anything that you want to do whether you want to overcome a fear or whether you want to accomplish something worthwhile in your life everything starts with the first baby step and a consistent effort in that direction the rudraksha mala it's every bead okay he's just counting one by one at a time one step one right step one right small step at a time this is very important for us you cannot one, build a taj mahal yeah. the room was not built in a day yeah that's what they say so put one beautiful bead and then that would make a beautiful necklace yes 
one 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 simple right step ahead sets you on yeah sets you in the right direction that's what he is implying there yeah and which is very important which is actually very very, very important, important for us to do anything like did you have your engineering certificate at the very first day no you had all these semesters all these internal exams all these uh, term and examinations all these assignments projects and what not but remember everything was one small bead in that necklace yeah i think it's one... just baby steps and trusting the process so you just put one bead with so much dedication and you have so much faith in the process of putting the bead and that and, and hope for a beautiful necklace to come like that, that, that's all you can do right like because so far that has been i remember telling you a few days back that i uh, i i always saw things in a bigger picture and that and that bigger picture kept me motivated from doing the baby steps and halfway through the process you start uh, looking at the destination and seeing where you are and you start uh, thinking if this is the direction that you are supposed to go and then blah 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 all the overthinking happens so i think this is one of the advice that i that i took from you which i keep myself that like this step one step at a time with so much precision and dedication and just trust the process it 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 also shows you the focus yeah you have to be focused on it he's closing his two normal eyes okay and then counting on the beats he's not just showing for the fun of it he's just saying look you need to have focus small steps at a time suppose there's a large project yeah don't you make smaller goals to accomplish a larger goal this is how so it even is even if yeah? we don't make it like in order to achieve the bigger goal you you are knowingly or unknowingly unknowingly <laughs> knowingly or unknowingly you are uh, achieving small small things even though if you're not acknowledging it yeah he says be satisfied acknowledge the fact that you have accomplished one small step at a time that will lead you to accomplish the larger one okay but in this process again he says if you see the the necklace it's a endless thing right there's no start and there's no end what does it yes. indicate it says that with full focus keep continuously learning keep your efforts on okay persistent efforts will lead you to success this is what he is you know trying to show us after one full round of counting the beats you may find i am at the step 1 again so what <laughs> next it says continue <laughs> there is no end to it yeah this is this is what it says there's there's no end to it there's no end to learning Ooh. there's no end to accomplishments one accomplishment comes after the other there's no end to it i think this just like hit me again <laughs> the fact <laughs> that like when you look at all the successful people around or whatever in whatever definition of success might be to that person like whoever you think is successful they are not doing something in order to arrive at a certain destination they are doing it because they are loving the process they are doing it because they have faith in the process they, they do it because they are in love with it so here when you are rolling the beads uh even though it might seem like okay the whole point of someone rolling the bead is to not re- 
not to reach a certain point of the necklace so when i am when i am meditating or when i am rolling the beads when shiva is rolling the beads the point is not to reach at the 13th bead the goal is not to reach the 50th bead like that is not why one is doing that it is because he the process it is because like one loves the process so this is my interpretation it, 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 it says you know one small accomplishment leads to another and then all these accomplishments uh, they form beads of a larger accomplishment but again that larger accomplishment is not going to stay there you have to have mm. persistent oh. continuous efforts in the right direction small steps at a time don't unleash everything at a time okay mm. don't take everything on your head do it coolly in small baby steps this is very very important for us to know this this is what he's communicating yeah so we 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 sometimes you know naively think like ah he's chanting someone's name yeah chanting someone's name he has an accomplishment to do whatever accomplishment he has in his mind but again he's it's it's like this you he has some accomplishment to do and we have something to do in our life yeah and then in both the cases we have to take the approach is same yeah the approach is same small goal oriented you have to have uh, when it says one bead at a time it clearly means that you know you have to have one specific time based goal that you need to accomplish first and then set the other yeah true, true so true. this is this is this is very important you know uh, for us to understand yeah? so on the other hand the last the fourth hand he is resting it on his uh, you know uh, there is a Um, wooden he's, dress he's resting his hand what do you call wooden... it is there a is, is there a term for it uh, uh, i don't know a, i don't know what it is called it, it's a u shape with a stick i'm just trying to yes. uh, whoever's watching yeah. and they are not trying to uh, <laughs> get it I'm, i'm 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 trying to show it's it's a u and then there's a dash and then it, it, it's a wooden thing which is a, a c shaped uh, you know c or u shaped thing which is resting on a pillar yeah and that is used to rest sages use that to rest their hand while meditating right usually that yeah, yeah 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 what what i understand from this is he's trying to say uh, maybe he's trying to say that look it's not just about the race it's also about the rest take some rest <laughs> yeah i'm <laughs> just you know making it light it's it's <laughs> like this um it is not just about having rests okay it's about uh, you know uh, putting your confidence into a meaningful uh, rest things that you trust it, it, it means like assume that you know you're in uh, you're in dhyana mudra you're in deep meditation and then that pillar falls what will happen you will be completely disturbed right hmm. what 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 uh, is what he may be trying to uh, tell us is like this look believe in basic you know uh, basic uh, knowledge that you have you know what you have you have that re- that thing that you can rest upon that means you can you have some amount of knowledge some amount of intuition and some amount of wisdom that you can always bank upon yeah so you need that you cannot forget your basics you cannot forget your roots yeah you have to make sure that you uh, you know uh, you uh, you try to believe you try to make the best use of what you have hmm? this is one thing 
and finally uh, in his fourth hand he has the trishula trishula or the trident the metallic weapon the sharpest object that we can imagine uh, trishula he's having that you know what does this represent that's in the fourth hand or it's in the, it's that, in the fourth hand one of his four hands has okay. possesses so a trishula so that is in the fourth hand then the the hand resting over the wooden uh, thing that we just mentioned that is the third, third hand third right hand. Yes, yes, yes yeah, you're yeah. right. So, so, so you have the 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 trishul on his uh, on one of his hands. So, so what does this represent? We may think about so many different things, but he's trying to communicate one simple thing. He says, in order to achieve something, whether you want to, uh, you know, uh, anything that you want to do, anything that you want to overcome, you have to have the right tools and techniques to accomplish it. okay what's a project manager who doesn't know what is project management what's a hunter who doesn't know how to use his rifle or a bow and arrow what's what's a sage what's a saint who doesn't know how to uh, how to do yoga he doesn't know how to do yoga and then how can he sit for several years to do some kind of meditation what's a cook who doesn't know what is salt is it possible so you're cook saying that is a, that is the tool uh which will help you accomplish is that what you are trying to say he's he's in a dark jungle he's sitting alone in a dark jungle with full of wild creatures that can endanger his life yeah he's just showing that not that anyone can kill shiva not that okay he's showing that you know in order to face the situation that you are in in order to accomplish whatever you want to or in order to overcome whatever you are fearing of you have to possess the right tools skills and techniques hmm you hmm, hmm. i think the right tool uh, resonates more with what i was thinking because like see when you say tool that could have been anything so on the fourth hand of shiva uh, that could have been anything like like why a weapon like i think under that circumstances where he is uh, residing uh like maybe you know in a graveyard or in a forest where there might be predators or anything that is the right tool to have right like wherever he have the right weapon for his needs there yeah? yeah so 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 imagine that you know uh, there's a farmer and he does not possess a plow so can he really cultivate no he cannot yeah a, a person a fisherman he needs a net how can he fish without having a net is it possible it, all he is saying that is no matter which profession you are no matter what you want to do right now all you need to accomplish that is to have the right tools and techniques that's it and if you have to invest some time and money and effort into that please do that only with the help of right tools and techniques you can accomplish what you want to this, this is what he is implying there i see so <laughs> this is yeah. this is and after all these things uh, there's one thing that we didn't discuss that is the the ash that he's uh, wearing on his body yeah oh yeah his his bare body shows that you know everyone is vulnerable to all these kind of situations and he's also uh, putting the ashes from the dead bodies on his on his uh, body yeah he, 
is clearly saying that you know, what is the ash? What is the dead body's ash? What does it mean? It's like what is left over. That's it. That's what is left over. So what, what he's trying to uh, imply is probably like this. Uh, who wants to wear ash on his body? No one wants to do that, right? We, yeah. we call it unholy or forget about whether it is holy or not. Is ash really worthwhile? We just dispose it off anywhere, right? Is it something worthy? No, it's not. So he's saying that, you know, look, whatever is the outcome of your accomplishment, don't be very attached to that. Okay, understand ultimately everything is going to be lost. It's, it's not that you're going to possess it for your next life, if that is. Yeah, it's, it's like this, oh. you cannot, uh, it, it's like this, just be emotionally unattached from whatever good or bad outcome that may happen from your actions or decisions. Just be completely unemotional about it. Whether something very good happens, whether you accomplish a very great thing that no one has done ever in this civilization, don't be very, uh, very cheerful about that. Yeah, you have to be happy about your accomplishment. But again, but don't dwell, don't, don't dwell don't, on the happiness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't be, uh, don't be completely centered Attached. on it. Yeah, you have, you have more things to do. It. You have, you have more things to do. Yeah. So that's what that's what it means. And also, so ash is a output of something that has been uh, destroyed, right? Like ash, any product, any any product in the world, when you burn it, you get like ash, right? Like almost most of the products. Like I don't know much of a science, but uh, like most of the product, it comes down to that single thing, right? Ash, and yeah, uh, yeah maybe uh, that might represent uh, that things might come to an end like you mentioned earlier that things will definitely come to an end like no matter what things, things just will change embrace. things will end yeah mm. things will change things will end yeah so you don't have to glorify the same thing again and again and then you know keep harping about what you have accomplished because there are many other things to accomplish further or maybe acknowledging the fact that everything is going to end so just don't be very much attached to anything so i think that's yes. where though don't be emotional about something aspect comes in like that's what i yes. think because yes. or something is going to end when you consciously know it i don't think you're gonna be very much attached to it so just acknowledging the fact that something uh, might come to an end will make us less attached to something. And also everything that turns into ash is material. So maybe that might yes. also signify like, don't be very much attached to like all the materialistic things that you are dwelling upon right now, because at the end of the day, it's going to be ash. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, they are needed to you know continue your life, continue your life missions, finish and fulfill your responsibilities as a child, as a parent, as a brother, as a sister, whatever. But ultimately, don't get attached. Don't be overwhelmingly, you know, uh, you know attached to that particular thing or uh, whatever you possess there. Yeah. So just try to be unattached and then move on. Don't keep the baggages. We don't have the dead body there. We just have 
Disp uh, you know, dispose the dead body and then what we are left over with the ash. That's it. So, so I have a question. So here it is not just about the ash, right? It is that he is putting the ash all over his body. That means that he is, in a way, embracing the ashes, or in a way, trying to uplift or something like. What do you think about that aspect of it? Like because it's just uh, uh, this thought just occurred to me. uh he's not just showing the ashes right he is putting it all over his body what do you think that might signify he's he's just putting it all over his body he's just saying that this look this is what will be left over after oh. all we did this is what will be left over yeah maybe to so, uplift that fact yeah yes hmm. see in all these things we have to emphasize on one thing that is first of all don't take things as they are yeah just understand what is behind it try to understand try to uh, clear off your doubts understand that you know asking questions will actually help us hmm? mm. we may not do everything that we discussed we may not be you know after all we are humans yeah so uh, but the very first step in all these things is to make sure we understand it make sure we try to learn a lot of things but i'm telling you this this may not be completely true what we have been discussing so far may not be completely true there may be many things it could be even just 0.0001% of what uh, he may be trying to communicate but yes we become happy when we know a little bit of thing yeah see, see actually i think the point is uh, I, i i i spoke about this on my previous trips and i think that hinduism has always been about metaphors right and i think people have people have started to take those metaphors very literally that's what i think so i think that all our gods whatever we worship they are a manifestation of a certain they are manifestation of universe and they represent us they, they possess a certain form of energy so so far we spoke about shiva right i think that that is i think people when they are listening to it they get a sense of a energy that shiva might possess like all the things that we have spoken that shiva might represent i think that people will get a sense of the energy that he represents same goes with vishnu same goes with brahma or, or or any god for that matter i am i am very sure that god is not a human like creature with like a hand with a nose all of that i think that is not the point the point is that there is a certain energy there is a certain philosophical and spiritual thing that that part that certain god is, is signifying and and when we pray to that god i think that we are manifesting within to seek that certain form of energy within i think that is what we do when we go to temple that is what we do that should what that should be what we sh- i don't know why i'm fumbling but i think that that is what we should aim to do <laughs> see it's it's like in the learning process you have to understand a lot of things and uh, when it comes to uh, uh, understanding a lot of things you always don't need a language you always don't need a book to understand mm. this is the truth that we have our ancestors have given to us they said whether it's a farmer or a peasant or an accomplished doctor or a politician a student or a father or an old man whoever he is 
the signs definitely help yeah suppose you go to a railway station and you want to uh, go to a toilet what do you look for do you look for the word t o i l e t or do you look for those symbols which represents the male and female uh, words for that what do you do you just look at the signal right you're yes. driving on a highway what do you do to take left or right does someone say left or right no you just have to see the signals the symbols there that's very important symbols are very powerful means of communication yeah that have existed since ages and wow. our ancestors were very wisdomatic they had a lot of knowledge and then as you understand that you know that you know even for, uh, uh, for several thousands of years of human civilization we didn't have printed media right how would they communicate this knowledge to everyone through symbols is, is is this symbols or the figures not the right ways to communicate yes they are so much that we have discussed so far anyone can write a book on this but again why a book just have a figure and every time you worship every time you claim to worship shiva just understand these thoughts and probably that would be the best way to worship him i think this shiva, makes sense i think this makes sense yeah yeah shiva is a destroyer of uh, you know not everything he is a destroyer of evil the fear that is residing in our minds is our is the evil that that we are you know foreseeing and if we don't uh, overcome this fear then we cannot accomplish whatever we want and for that we just have to follow what shiva is trying to communicate to us through his figure yeah yeah that would be the right worship yeah true true just you know uh, just spraying some sands or you know just you know making an aarti <clears throat> just lighting a diya in front of him or uh, incense sticks in front of him doesn't really mean anything unless we understand what he's trying to tell us we yeah. say ah i'm the follower of shiva but the real follower of shiva will probably uh, make more uh, try to interpret more about his figure and you know uh, absorb that into actions yeah and also it becomes more of a doing right like when you when you're performing puja they say do this and that like you light instance takes and then and then you make circles or whatever the priest ask us to do we do it there my there i'm sure there is spiritual significance on why we are supposed to do that but i don't think that it adds value when you are just doing it and you're not investing your energy in it or if you're not feeling it on the inside that is more important right like physically even i can i i can go to temple and i can pray but i doubt how much would that influence my energy so that's correct that's correct i mean just doing something for the heck of doing it it does not really help us in any way and yeah. uh, and being uh, as a generation of human beings where we have a lot of uh, information technology things around us we have to be smart we have to be smarter than our smartphones yeah so <laughs> we have to we have to think about it we have to understand yes we have lost a lot of knowledge just keeping doing whatever we have been asked to do and not questioning those rituals or processes or formalities we need to understand why we are doing it probably there is a lot of significance of every ritual that we are following but yes time has come where we have to understand yes. why and why not yeah so and also i'm starting I, i've started to think that if you don't know why you're doing then your action is your action doesn't make sense 
like for example if i am if i am doing puja and in that puja it says i need to do a certain action and i am doing that action without knowing why i am doing that action without knowing that action signifies i don't think that action is really fruitful exactly exactly like for example understand there is a there is a mason who is trying to uh, lay a brick wall okay he is just a mason he is completely uh, illiterate he just knows how to lay the bricks in the right order and then apply cement over it and water on it that's it he knows nothing so and there is a contractor who is actually guiding him and there is an engineer an architect who is trying to help the contractor now what do you understand the difference between what the mason is doing and what the architect is doing the architect is knows uh, architect knows uh, what is this wall for okay the mason does not care about it the mason just lays the wall as is advised he just keeps doing it whether he is building a temple or he is building a toilet no one cares as a mason he is not bothered about it but as an intellectual being you know the person as an architect or an engineer who has to guide a lot of people if he does not know what that wall is being built for what's the use of it <laughs> yes yeah. so we, we should not think in that way i mean uh, yes we have to consider ourselves as common beings but again we have to understand that we have we need to know a lot of things okay not just accepting what has been taught to us yeah we need to question everything and then find out the you know the significance the answers, behind yeah. it yes someone may explain us someone may not explain us maybe something we learn from someone maybe something we intuitively understand hmm? so it's 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 important to know i believe that too i believe that too and also uh, so far whatever we have uh, talked about uh, about shiva and what shiva might signify this might be just our perspectives and this might be a uh, from your intuition or from your research from your reading all the spiritual books but i think that this is the whole point like it like when you look at things like this it maybe enhances your journey of life like i think that is the whole point it's just it, like it, this where the ash <laughs> that's it where the ash and move on <laughs> point out another way of uh, getting another ash <laughs> yeah and also important thing is we all should talk about things which are beyond humanity like when you uh, i don't know if you have seen my uh, po- podcast before like all my previous trips i don't know if you have seen but all in between i do individual individual uh, uh, trips where i just talk like i i alone talk and i just think out loud on what is just going on in my head and i just talk about absurd topics which interests me like for example what is the point of existence or or maybe like my or like weird childhood or something like that because i think that it is important to see things beyond ourselves like when i think about what is the point of existence my mind start thinking in that direction like it it goes all over the place it goes all over the place except me i and like this home like i start thinking about things beyond and and i think which is a power which we have as humans and we need to make use of it 
no well there's nothing uh, out of humanity in this like yeah 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 <laughs> the, what what we think about is just limited to human advancement right so yeah. whether it is uh, a as a national leader or a peasant no matter what he is doing he's just either thinking of himself or his community or his place or his society or in a larger context the world and nothing beyond this yeah so uh <laughs> the, the the one thing that i want to tell here is like yes uh, we have to uh, try to seek uh, a lot of things beyond what we know now but again uh, our lifetimes our knowledge is quite limited yeah so the the amount of uh, the number of years we can put into seeking all this knowledge is very limited yeah but tell me uh, how many hours per day uh, are you really able to put something uh, put on something that uh, you know you want to do yeah so so you want to understand the essence of bhagavad gita for example how many hours or how many minutes uh, are you able to really apply per day yeah. very few i would say i can guarantee that you know it's a very limited time frame that we are talking about and in this time frame uh, as shiva said don't you you have a very high ambitions yes definitely but follow baby steps start <laughs> one step at a time <laughs> yes I there's know. no point in overwhelming ourselves with a lot of huge and astronomical thoughts yeah <laughs> so yeah and and all these things every small step will actually help in you know uh, building uh, the right knowledge generation by generation this is not the end to what we are doing yeah this we still have a lot of things to accomplish in our lifetime as well as in the in the whole uh, in the in the whole era the humanity exists it's, yes it's, we, we have to uh, <laughs> we should know that we should know that limitation and then we should act accordingly yes we should know I what think. we have we just have the kamandala right that's it we all should take the learnings and uh, try to yes. act better try to respond better to life circumstances and uh, try and, and and not to dwell on any emotion not to dwell on any outcome regardless of if it is uh, good or bad because life just moves on right like it just moves it has to it has to it has to keep moving on with no baggage attached yeah because yeah. today we may say ah we accomplished a lot of things we understood a lot of things we came to something very important but again tomorrow that may not be very relevant tomorrow you may learn something new and that pursuit continues it has yes to. yes and today has been such a learning to me and i know that this is just a tiny peek into your yes. brain and i would love to talk to you more about this i know you have a different take uh, you have a different uh, perspective on what uh, the the supreme lord vishnu might represent and you have a different take on what ganesha might represent and why we worship ganesha i am sure you have a lot i would love to talk to you more we, about we, these we should we should keep talking like this a lot and then probably yes. during this course of time we may learn something better than what i am, know i am sure i am sure i don't know if whoever is watching this is learning anything but i do know that they get to peek on a different perspectives on on, on traditional things 
and i would love to have you back and talk about more crazy things and more more different spiritual perspectives and uh, i am sure i th- that i will have you back and i hope you come to <laughs> yes i would love to i'd love to Th- thank you so much for doing this this has been really refreshing and uh, i am really pumped like i don't know how far we have uh, we've been talking maybe 1 hour 1 and a half hour i don't know the time uh, but uh, i am super refreshed right now and thank you for your time <laughs> a sankarshan joshi trip